Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, produce people. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is May 8, 2023, the second week of May, and three more weeks to go. A couple announcements before we get started. Now, I'll be in Birmingham, Alabama this week at the Piggly Wiggly of Alabama Showcase, representing Golden Star Citrus and that fine citrus from California. And then the following week, we have the West Coast Produce Expo in Palm Desert, California. Now, we are also going to be on a fun farm tour if you have signed up for it. Golden Star Citrus is repping the farm tour on Friday, May 19th, leaving the lobby at 6 a.m. from the JW Marriott. And we're going to also see the Ocean Mist Warehouse and then the North Shore Greenhouse. And then everyone, it is going to be summer. Before you know it, the kids are going to be out of school. Summer programs are out. And then we move into imports summer citrus, and a lot more domestic crops here that you didn't even know existed. Coming soon on the podcast. Now, today's episode, we are bringing back Jeff Hudson Searle from the United Kingdom. We are replaying the live session that was done right here in Tampa, Florida with Jeff when he was visiting the States for about three to four weeks. We're going to talk about the trust paradigm. We're going to talk about intelligence and how to use trust intelligence in your business as a leader. And we're going to talk all things on being a great person. So everyone, join myself and Jeff Hudson Searle today live in the Produce Industry Podcast studio. Let's get this episode started. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show today. Pat, it's amazing to be here in Tampa, Florida right? and in the studio. Hey. It's amazing. I was excited. Can you believe it? I was excited. Yeah. How I many mean, times did I tell you since you've been here, I didn't think this was going to happen? No, you you said you said you said to me like you couldn't believe it when I said I was actually coming into town and uh, how we actually aligned and got each other's schedules together. Yeah, incredible. Pat. I mean, I mean, it's so good to see you and really good to connect with you at all levels. So yeah, very happy to be here. I'm glad and, you're here. Uh, very happy to continue the conversation. Yeah, I mean, we left off the last conversation, which is pretty unique, everyone, because uh, Jeff and I started talking at the. International Pineapple Organization. That's right. Talking on about, leadership. Yeah. Leadership. That's right. Uh, during COVID. Yeah. Because there yeah. was a lot of, I would say, trust issues during COVID, letting people work from home. Sure. Kind of the whole, I would oh, say. Oh, don't don't forget the supply. Don't forget the supply chain trust issues. There was a well, lot right? of supply chain yeah. issues in in 2020, and no one wanted to admit it. Do you remember? Yeah. A lot of people wanted to they keep would. it behind closed doors. That's right. And then the other issues that we had with agriculture as well, if you remember, was all of the farmers just just waste produce literally going away. And now and now we see ourselves here. I mean, when you look back, I mean, it's like, did that really happen? <laughs> I mean, it did. It, uh, it, it really changed, changed the world. It changed the way we look at things. Yeah. Uh, some of the first conversations that we were having were about change. Yeah, they still look to be fair. Change is still big on the agenda. I mean, you know, I don't think we talked also, if you remember last time about Darwinism. Yes, yeah? we did. We talked about it's not the strongest of species that survives, but it's the one that's more adaptable to change. And I don't think we're changing. What we are changing is the way change 
has affected our lives, but the speed in which it's changing our lives. And I think that that's that's a big consideration right now. I agree with you. And I think with the speed of things that are happening, heck, when I picked you up from the hotel, we were talking about just the fast-paced environment. Yeah. Uh, we talked about, you know, how was our Easter holiday a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. And what I tell you what my son said, I said he had such an amazing yeah. Easter and, you know, ask, you're like, why, why? Well, he just had a good time, right? He enjoyed the family. He enjoyed being outside. He just had an enjoyable time. He told me, well, I wasn't bored. I, <laughs> check, right? You know, for an 11-year-old, you know, not being bored. Because I think with the yeah. way things are changing so fast, right? You got TikTok, you got Instagram, you got all these social platforms where they're only keeping you active for 10 to 15 seconds before you move on, right? So yeah, the statistics are really interesting. So if you look at the Gen Zs, uh, if you look at our website, it's generally a three-second retention rate. And actually, when you look at people like my age, we're looking at two minutes, 27. So we're looking at people that have multiple uh, things on the go at any one given time. And we are in a big challenging world right now where is it about execution or and penetration? Or is it just about the fact you're touching different things at different times. The speed in which we do things is causing overexhaustion. It's causing people to burn out. We've got the quiet quitting issue, which you're very uh, aware about and we sort of touched on last time. So if you look at it, look at it, I think we live in incredibly interesting times right now. Um, but I think things have got to be built on a better foundation. And, and what you said about the Easter holidays and particularly about, about your son, um, We've got to also go get back to some value systems. And we actually, I hate to say this, but we've got to get back to trust. Back to trust. So what's great about this is, is you brought your new book. Yep. The Trust Paradigm. Now, when we first connected, we I was reading a different one of your books. Purposeful, actually. Purposeful, purposeful discussions. discussions. Yeah, that's right. Right? And yeah. so I've had purposeful discussions. This is the trust paradigm, everyone. And what's cool about the trust paradigm is that when I first met Jeff, we talked about 2020 purposeful discussions. We also talked about trust. Well, then we had our, our another podcast on 10-10-2022 talking about the book, right? And then the book was released on November 3rd of 2022, right? And now we're sitting here and it's April 21st. And now we're talking about the book and I have it in hand, everyone. So... I want to you to let our listeners know sure. what this is about. Because when you think about trust, people think, yeah, I just got to trust. You know, it's fine. Trust my boss. Trust my colleague. Trust my wife. But there is a paradigm within trust overall. And we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast already. Yeah, we have. And, and then to be fair, I think that we all talk about technology and we all talk about industrial revolution. But actually... We've got to talk about trust because trust is the biggest issue in the world today. It's not technology. Okay. If you start looking about trust in government, if we start looking about trust in the public's opinion over things like the police force, believe it or not, things like that, diminished. If we start actually looking at business to business and how people behave, this is a cognitive thing, right? This is behavior. Trust is an act of behavior. If we look at leadership within business and, and you know, the survey that I did, which really made the book happen, Pat, was based on a survey that I publicly um, put out at uh, IBEM uh, towards um, 
people in business and how much were they trusted their line manager or their director, uh, managing director or CEO. Uh, 87%, you know, is a big number. And that's what we saw during the pandemic. 69% is what we saw prior to the pandemic. And now I think we're in the 70s. So trust is a big issue, but then it doesn't stop there, Pat. You talked about family life earlier, and we, we discussed it in the car coming to the studio. But actually, you know, people at home and everyday relationships, it's too transactional. We've got to get back to the human relationship. And this is where uh, societal is really going wrong. And it's tough. I mean, we talk about tradition this morning, yeah. right? I'm not a gentleman of tradition, but I want my kids and I to have our own tradition, right? Mm -hmm. Because we want to make it, I make our own, right? But I think that, you know, him uh, being at his grandparents' yeah. house for Easter, being able to just be on property yeah, yeah. and not have video games or an iPad or anything in front of him, right? gave him an option to go play basketball. I yeah. saw him outside hitting acorns with a baseball bat. Heck, I haven't done that since I was probably 12, right? You remember that? That's when you got creativity happening inside of your mind, right? Because then you're thinking, can I do this? Yeah. Is this possible? I'm going to try it. Yeah, it might not have yeah. worked. And you know what? I didn't go out the first time. He might have been hitting rocks before I went out there, right? <laughs> That's all. He probably was. But he, he was looking at me like, hey, you want to come with us? Let's, let's figure this thing out, right? And then, you know, being, you know, the Easter egg hunt, being sure. on the property, sure. we were hiding it in trees and all over the place. So they really had to go out and yeah. scavenger hunt, right? Yeah. Really look for things. And then you put the gold eggs that got money in it, right? Now it gets a little bit interesting. Got to start thinking creatively. Wait, can it be in a tree? Can it be in a bush, right? So I think that was his mindset. I mean, I'm thinking for him, but he just kept saying to me, yeah, I just had fun, right? I just yeah. had fun. Now, Let's, let's bring this into a work environment, Jeff. Well, first of all, just being in the studio, you know I have fun all day. 100%. I mean, look at this, right? I mean, look at the studio, right? But if you take this back to actual yeah, yeah. like work, right? People want to enjoy where they're working. They yeah. want to enjoy the people that they work with, right? In the book, you talk about TI, trust intelligence. 100%. That's amazing because we all talk about emotional intelligence. We talk about how we work with others, how we have empathy, how we have sympathy, right? But trust intelligence isn't talked about a lot. We don't talk about emotionally how we trust somebody. We always talk about emotionally how someone's distrust us or broke our trust, right? Yeah. And how to move past that. Talk about that trust intelligence. I, I will because I think it's really important. I, I, I want to start with how uh, the movement of trust is now moving on to the board of directors, right? So we're seeing now a trust agenda on boards, like we saw with uh, CPOs, chief people, officers, actually managing purpose. If you remember, you know, back in its day, we talked about that. But when we start talking about, you know, the trust or the intelligences, we do start with the emotional intelligence, right? We, we start looking at, um, you know, uh, EQ, obviously, you know, in terms of, in terms of what it means. IQ in terms of people's actual competence and skill, which is also a building block of trust. Interesting enough, Duke University here in the US came out with a decency intelligence. We've also heard of spiritual intelligence, right? But trust intelligence encapsulates all of the intelligences within an umbrella. And really, if you, can, if you start looking at emotion, the ability to communicate, the ability to listen effectively, effective listening moves into compassion, into empathy, okay? It moves into understanding. 
It moves into the ability to be able to communicate effectively before you can get into purpose and obviously ultimately into trust. We need to start trusting one another in order for us to engage and interact and actually work together to achieve greatness. We all want to be a part of greatness. We all want to be able to actually touch one another's lives in the way that you've described. But it starts with, you know, human trust, human relationships. We've got to start getting away from just the transaction. There's no depth. There's no purpose with any of these things. And so I think that, you know, if you want to touch someone's life, you know, we've got to start looking at the bigger and the broader picture and not on the silos and not at the place of the transaction because the human relationship has depth, it has meaning, it has longevity, more importantly, it's sustainability. You know, and I, it's, I'm going to bring my book up, Millennial Boom. I know you've, yeah, you, you've yeah. read it. And, and it's crazy because we talk about the generational gap and that trust factor. Sure. If you look at the baby boomer generation, it was a do as you're told mentality, right? right? If you look at from when they were born, even the silent generation in the 30s, moving past World War II in the depression, right? And then having this baby boom. Yeah. Just so you know, baby boomers, we're not calling you babies or boomers. You were born doing during a boom right during when everybody got back from war calling it the baby boom <laughs> just so we're clear out there i just want to let you know so but the baby boomers came up you right do what you're told right yep. mentality and that's what they projected so for so long you know there's so many generations that have been doing what they're told it's actually hurt organizations by someone telling them shut up yep. do what you're told for 20 years and then you'll get to my position well, then you're lacking innovation, creativity, ingenuity, right? When you're just sticking to that policy or that book, right? I always thought this was interesting when you talk about college. This is all leading to one thing, but you know, you got that college educated kid. He gets out of college and he's like, hey, yep. that's not the way the book tells you to do something. And you got the more experienced gentleman or woman saying, hey, calm down. I've been doing this for 20 years with the experience. But I think a lot of it is, is bringing and meshing it together and constantly learning, right? Because yep. that 20 year veteran would not be able to do what he does without learning every day on how to do it without a book, right? And then because we've been, our baby boomers been telling us what to do for so long, we went to college. I'm speaking to myself now, I went to college, just did everything that was kind of in that ducks in a row, right? Yep. And then got to a point where the trust was broken. See, I'm wrapping this all the way around that we've done what we've been told to do for so long that now we're realizing that some of the trust factors weren't there to begin with and we were just being told what to do. The TI, the trust intelligence, right? All yeah. of this wasn't there. And I think this is a great time to bring this out, especially two years after COVID or three years, technically, right? Three yeah. years after COVID. And I said, we still bring that up because it has changed the world, the way digital transformation has happened, the way you even wrote a book. You wrote, you've written two through COVID, right? The way right. how it's marketed, right? Uh, there's a big trust factor in all aspects, right? I really think there is. No, there is. And you touched on another word, wisdom, actually. Wisdom intelligence. So we start looking at the Gen Zs. We start looking at the Gen Zs. We start looking about their speed, their intelligence, their ability to bring things together. What they don't have is the veteran experience that you talked about earlier. And I think that trust you know, the Gen Z's have got to start trusting the baby boomers. They've got to start 
trusting people of different generations in order for societal to actually move forward. Yes, there's a lot of learnings. And yes, we can learn a lot from the Gen Zs, but equally, they have an awful lot to learn because, you know, the multitasking to the execution and penetration is a completely, um, it's a complete landscape of learning. And uh, was it George R. R. Martin that said, uh, the man that reads one book lives one life. The man that lives a thousand, sorry, reads a thousand books, lives a thousand lives. Plenty to be learned when you start talking about wisdom. No, I, agree, I agree with you. I like that statement too. I mean, the more books I say you read, the, the not the smarter you get, but I would say the younger you get yeah. because you're learning every day. You're putting more into your mind. I told that to a, a lady about two months ago. I said, the day you grow old is uh, the day you stop learning. Yeah. And she said to me, she goes, oh, oh, I'm old then. And I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, what? She, I go, oh, I'm old. And I said, that's, I go, that's impossible. But she did. She made a point to say like, yeah. you know, I stopped reading books. I stopped learning. And, and I told her, I said, that's a bad yeah. way to look at life. And then I had a lady that was in my studio just, you know, a few weeks ago at the prime age of 68. Yeah. And she's learning. She wants yeah. to learn how to edit podcasts, you know, and, and do video. And she's at 68. She goes, well, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And it's like, I might as well keep learning. I might as well keep leading. Yeah. I might as well keep engaging. Yeah. 100%. Right. Creating new relationships that weren't there. Heck, we spoke about, you know, some of the baby boomers in our industry, how they're very, I would say, reserved now. Um, you know, they're playing golf courses, right? They're yeah. telling people what to do, but they're not working anymore. No. Right. Well, quiet quitting was actually very interesting for, for the Gen Z's, right? Because it was their way of actually going down to a 30 hour week and getting paid for 40 and actually paid. All right, having a second job, right? So the quiet quitting is nothing new. It's yeah. been going on yeah, for, for generations, right? But the fact is they had manipulated and maneuvered themselves into a situation where they can benefit more. But it true. yeah, true. Right. Well, everyone, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with Jeff to talk about the trust paradigm. Looking forward to it. Discover orchard freshness on Amazon Fresh with Arctic Apple Slices. Arctic Apple stays orchard fresh longer than other prepackaged, pre-sliced apples. This means less waste and no more half-eaten apples. Plus, you'll love the undeniable freshly picked flavor. Arctic Apple Slices are available in convenient grab-and-go bags in both Arctic Golden or Arctic Granny varieties in select markets on Amazon Fresh. Packable, snackable, 100% irresistible. JGLC, the place to be, a third generation family owned and operated asset based company. Throughout their 60 years in business, integrity, reliability, and loyalty to their customers has remained their top priority. JGLC guarantees 24 7 communication with your personal logistics coordinator. They offer competitive pricing without sacrificing services. They operate throughout the United States and Canada. JGLC's customers count on them for dependability and dedication carried out on every order, every time. 60 years of service for all your trucking needs. Visit them at JGLC.com for your custom quote. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is a unique, 
practical, and easy. Ag tools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360 degree decision making day after day. Visit us at www.agtechtools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's always great to see some of those sponsors and see what's happening with our produce in the real world. So everyone, we're talking with Jeff Hudson Searle today. Jeff, welcome back. Pat, it's great to be back. Thank you. I got to say it again. How do you like being here? I mean, listen, two, three years ago when we first did the, the original podcast, I was literally in my closet, like, because that was the only way I could get the sound right to, yeah. quiet. I had kids in one room doing online learning. My wife was teaching, and I was like, uh, uh, I got to figure out a way to, you know, record and get content. Right. Out, and, right? Now, and now we're back on planes. I mean, this is my second trip to the US in three weeks, I think. No way. Yeah, I was in New York, and then I went down to Vera Beach uh, for St. Patrick's weekend then back to new york and now back to tampa and yeah loving it just loving oh, it. i love you know florida's a great state so. it's a great it's a yeah, great yeah. place and, and again the weather like we yeah. were talking about the weather like <laughs> i told you you know dress casual but we're both in long pants yeah look my it was tommy, 69 look, degrees look my tommy bahama shirt just for you for me <laughs> hey i no, love that tampa. i bring out the floridian in people and i'm not even from here but tampa. I, can bring, I can bring it out it's tampa right <laughs> uh, and we're gonna and we're actually gonna go to a restaurant later. Um, Excited, yeah. Looking brought to you by Walk and Talk. Uh, everybody, yeah. as always, behind uh, the camera, behind the scenes, Walk and Talk Media, uh, helping with all of the production pre and post, and a lot of the restaurants that you see on the show. Come join the restaurant life with Walk and Talk Media. Uh, big shout out to Carl behind the camera, big guy. I see you. I see. You. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, what I'm what I'm trying to bring to the produce industry is a level of understanding and education yep. and outlet, right, for us all to thrive and grow together. So it's amazing to have you here because, again, as I've told many people, um, the books that you've written, yeah. like I said, I, I talk so much about purposeful discussions because I, I thought it made so much sense yeah. to where you were like, Pat, how many times do you get into discussions and you walk away and you're like, I just wasted nine and a half minutes of my life. Yeah. Right. And we started to come to how to have purpose discussions, why have purposeful discussions. Right. Yeah. And, and then again, I keep bringing that up because it was a big phase for me to really understand. And, and I'll tell you what it did for me. It made me understand when someone said to me during COVID, Hey, I'd like to set up a 15 minute intro call. I started asking them certain questions. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What is the topic going to pertain to? Where do you want to go with it? And I actually had like like small interview questions, Jeff, because yeah. I thought to myself, if I'm going to get on the phone with someone. Yeah, but you can't do that when they're saying to you, I've got a hard stop on the 15 or yeah. i got a hard stop on the 45. That's also true too, right? right? Or you get no I mean, depth. No so depth. many people reach out to you and right. know, LinkedIn, right? right? Hey, can I get this call? And you're like, I got to have purposeful discussions here. I got to be yeah. made to say, hey, listen, we're going to put a time period on this, but no, yeah. we got to be talking purposefully yeah. and ready moving forward to, and I got to be able to trust what you're saying. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So look, love, I'm just saying. I love what you picked up on there. And actually um, you can't do a 15 minute call 
or a 45 minute call if you have no depth to discussion. You got questions you want to ask, but the, the relationship is not going to be connected unless you can get to that granular detail uh, of a level of credibility, which morphs into trust. Actually, I want to talk to you, Pat, about something bigger. And actually to all the viewers today, I want to talk to us about something bigger, which the book talks about business reinvention, trust reinvention. That's what we've got to get back to. Now, you know, when we start looking at, I don't know if you know, Pat, but I think you do. I'm a senior judge at uh, the Lloyds Bank uh, National uh, Business Excellence Awards. And one of the companies there I'm actually seeing while, while I'm here, um, uh, actually in Tampa, Tom's just opened an office for Ivona, and they have a very different attitude. It's a growth mindset. It's, it has flex to enable staff to work the hours that they want to work. There is a social element where they help charities. Now, I'm not saying that we, we all want to work on that kind of flex routines, but what I do want to say is that business reinvention is about mindset. It's about a growth mindset covers the areas of business model innovation. It covers things like culture within an organization. It covers trust. But most importantly, people are human-centered, designed into that systematic area of operating and working. Now, no big surprise when McKinsey, PwC, Deloitte's, uh, do CEO leadership reports on an annual basis that show that 84% of CEOs globally and internationally, whether it's Fortune 100 companies or middle-sized SME businesses, cannot make change. Well, they can't make change because actually they don't have the right mindset. They don't have the right competency and level of skills, but more importantly, they don't have design level thinking. And for businesses, for the economy, for the world, to actually change globally and internationally, we have got to get back to reinvention. Not the CEO's only got 18 months left on his contract and wants his bonus, because that is going to increase the risk of that organization. It's about actually executing, okay, a design-led thinking paradigm that makes a difference from a performance, from a people point of view, from a culture point of view, but more importantly, a trusted formula for growth and change. Well, let's talk about people for a second. Yeah. You know, because one thing that I've been seeing, right, you've been seeing the ghost quitting, right? You've yep. been seeing people getting hired and not showing up too. Sure. Uh, listen, sure, I know sure. who some of you are. I'm telling you right now. Uh, we've seen this, right? Yeah. And it's, I've had, I've had a friend and, I, I, and they know who they are. They literally got hired by an organization but then the other organization gave him a better deal. He never even called the other organization to say that he wasn't leading yeah. because he, because that ready at that point, it was out of sight, out of mind. He was making more money. He was doing something else with that other position and that didn't affect him with yeah. that company. That's right. That's crazy. I think that everything tech. So I'm going to jump in real quick because I want you to talk about this chapter 18 why outstanding people deserve the right company culture. I'm going to read this quote because I think it's a good yeah. quote by Tony Robbins, right? Yeah. Anytime you sincerely want to make a change, the first thing you must do is raise your standards. Stay committed to your decisions, but stay flexible in your approach. Yeah. So trust is all about, trust is all about micro actions turning into credibility. Um, have you ever bought your wife flowers? You, don't even yeah. said, you haven't said to her, honey, I'm going to buy some flowers because you can see she's going to say, 
where are my flowers right <laughs> come on let's get real with this right so when you start actually bringing that back what the pandemic actually did was accelerated behavior by about eight years nobody was ready for it nobody had a playbook for this no one no one had a set of rules or policies for this what also came with that is um without even you knowing you're no longer my friend because i'm going to ghost you <laughs> you're, you're blocked you you you're not able to speak to me anymore that happened to me right. recently Rece and i'm jumping in because i i felt it where i was somewhere and someone that you know left another company yeah i guess stopped liking me all of a sudden and <laughs> you know i told this gentleman i said well maybe this is a uh, a learning moment for me and they said how i said because i need to know who i can trust right but this behavior doesn't breed trust. No. It doesn't provide foundation. You can't suddenly wake up one day and say, honey, I'm no longer with you. So I'm going to block you. <laughs> you're blocked. Hey, we're blo Hey, honey, yeah. stay in your side of the bed, but, 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 but you're blocked. But speak to my lawyer about how the kids are going to work this out, right? <laughs> right? I'm serious, right? And I said to you earlier. That's so true. Human relationships. Yes. Okay. Wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever at home is one area of trust true business and leadership it's that culture is about vision mission and values values that actually are not just words okay on boards around the office a living breathing set of values and the culture that that brings is actually uh, in, in as a metaphor uh, can be the whole belief system and operating system around how your business and people behave. It's right? a, it's no, it's a hundred percent true. And what I like about this, I keep reading from the book here because I think this sits with me in a little ways because of how people are leaving their jobs now yeah, yeah. and the ghosting. And I mean, look, uh, listen to some of these statistics here. You know, fewer than three out of ten employers have an engagement strategy in place with their people. Only 30% of employees feel encouraged to grow within their own company. And then here's another one. Number three, three quarters of employees who move on are actually leaving their boss, not the company. A hundred percent. But do you know wow. why they're leaving the boss? Tell me. This is one of the biggest problems that we've seen through the pandemic and out of the pandemic with CEOs that don't have the competence or the skills to lead, number one. Number two, they turn to toxic and narcissism within their people, which disengages their people and it doesn't elevate their people. People are all about knowledge share. It's about working together in unity. It's about engaging people around where people want to go. It's about psychological safety in the business environment. Leadership has got to change. Now, it's either got to change with, with a new influx of skills and competencies to help drive that initiative, or internally, it's got to completely change. And I'm afraid that's why I talked to you earlier about business reinvention. You know, business reinvention, we have a, a leadership model canvas that we put together, which can say company A or B, uh, based on this, this level of uh, point uh, data input, we can say exactly what kind of leader should be a part of that organization. But culturally, culturally, you need to engage your people leadership. And you've got to more importantly, it's not about command and control anymore. That was a very old strategy. It's it cannot be used today. The model that you've got to use has got to be a reinvention model, because the, the world is changing. So is your company.
And that's what people don't understand. We talked about it earlier, you know, on the drive here, that there's so many organizations that they won't admit that. You know, uh, one of the guys that I'm partnered with and that I work with, we talk about this all the time, that I stay out of your lane, you stay out of my lane. It's not because we're fighting over the lanes. He told me, hey, you do very good there, and I don't want to do that. Right. I do very well here. And I'm assuming you don't want to do that because you're not touching. I, and we both looked at each other and really said to each other, yeah. this relationship works out not because we know to stay in our own lanes is that we have now admitted to each other that we do not want to handle that side of the business, nor is it our passion. Can right. we do it? Yes. Can we run financials, Jeff? Yes, we can. But do I want to be the CFO of an organization? Absolutely not. I want to be the CEO and how I view the financials is probably a little bit different than how a CFO would view the financials versus how your bookkeeper would view the financials. Right. Right. And I think that's, you know, a big play. Right. But you are today, you're discussing it. Right. And what we've just talked about is that silent quitting. Yes. Or quiet quitting where you're not even having, getting the point of even having the discussion. discussion (laughs) And by the way, you can't email them because they've just blocked you. No, they (laughs) blocked you. To understand, you know, but then you see- Sounds a little woke to me, everyone. I'm just throwing it out there. But but you'll see them in Tahiti on Facebook. No, exactly, (laughs) right. right. Well, and that's what we're going to talk about next is, you know, measuring trust. You know, that's a big one too, because it's very hard. And there's no no pendulum swinging saying, oh, if you do this, you know, someone's going to trust you more. And if you do this, they're not. No. the trust metrics i think it's very different in work life i mean business all the way around your personal life it's there what i I told you this how to get on the way here baby boomers sure they have a different way of looking at trust because they were the do what you were told mentality and i told you this on the way here it's like my family will and some baby boomers they'll tell each people different stories because they don't want that person to know what they're doing and they'll literally say well, I told them I'm going to New York. Where are you going? Virginia. Well, I just don't want them to know I'm in New York, but I, I at least want them to know that I'm in the East Coast. And you're like, that makes no sense to me. Right? Just like, yeah. you're, you know, I was telling you about, oh, what are you doing for Easter? Oh, I'm going to my mom's house. And you're really going somewhere else. That, right. that little white lie turns into a big one turns into something else yeah, and it it's does. happening more and more in work so then you're taking away integrity you are you're taking away honesty there's no authentic openness right right and, and i'm afraid trust is built up of all of these characteristics and you start looking at what uniqueness is and, what, and what did i say right. i don't want to yeah i don't want to be around someone that's going to tell me yeah oh i'm doing this and then like you said then you see him in tahiti on a camel or all of a sudden you're like wait a minute I'd really, they just told me they needed actually, a mental Matt, fitness I, I break. would love to see in Tahiti. You know camel, what I meant. Actually. You know what I meant. <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm an idiot. I am. I get it. But you know what I mean. It's like really? you're looking at it going, wait a minute. This person just yeah. didn't show up for work for two weeks. Now they're saying they need a mental health break, which again, if you need it, please do it. We appreciate all the mental yeah. fitness. But this ghosting where all of a sudden they're gone and then all of a sudden they're in another place. So like I said, Tahiti yeah. or Fiji or riding a camel in Egypt. I got it right. I remember. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's like yeah. now you're like, wait a minute, this person is living their best life, but they can't even show up to work. On so time. I read I read a really interesting um, report this morning. It said that um, that Americans on a daily basis spend on average 87 minutes in a car, right? Driving, whatever. Um, intimacy results in about 30 minutes a day, if you're lucky. 
um, and that social interaction. So are we as a society not even bothering to speak to one another anymore? I mean, is you know, are you saying I don't want to communicate with you anymore? Do, do, uh, I'm not answerable to you, so I don't have to speak to I you? I think some are. Right. Are we saying that as a society that we can do things? We're not all psychics, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are we saying that we know the answer, the right answer, because we can we, we can make decisions for on behalf of you? We're prepared to judge without actually finding out the facts and the answers. Is that what we're saying? You know, because, I mean, that's why I'm saying the reason why I'm, I've re written the book with Mark uh, Herbert, The Trust Paradigm, was because we've got to have a major shift over being open, being authentic, being honest, having the integrity, okay, to trust one another again. By the way, if you if you've actually lost that trust, as we as you described earlier, in in certain instances, you can regain that trust. I I um I use the metaphor in the book um, about trust currency, right? Use it like a bank account. For everything you do positively in in a good way with the right mindset, you get a credit. Every time you you sell a white lie saying you're going to Tahiti on a camel, right? <laughs> then then you have a debit. You have a debit, right? That's on me. Yeah. <laughs> then you have a debit. I right? like that. I do like that though because I think that at some points there are white lies that need to happen. Yeah. I'm gonna be real because again, even if someone straight up asked you, "Hey Jeff." You're going to be in Tampa next week and you don't want that person to know. You might say, eh, I might be around. I might not be. Yeah. I mean, that's not telling the truth. Of course it's not. But on another instance, you're like, yeah, I don't want this gentleman to know because I know he absorbs so much of my time. I mean, trust me, there, there's times that I know people in L.A. They're like, as soon as you land yeah. in L.A., yeah, call yeah, yeah. me. And I'm like, cool, if I yeah. call you in L.A. and I know who you are, too, and you know who you know that I'm talking about you, I will spend seven hours with you, not by my choice. Like, you yeah. see what I'm saying? It's Right, but mental health has just gone up and up and up. Uh, you talked about burnout. I'd like to take that to mental health. I've just, oh, I've yeah. just written a chapter. Uh, I've just written a chapter actually for a new book uh, for Dina um, on the to help people overcome some of these uh, challenges of mental health adversity. Right, this is a huge subject. Now, is it because you can't communicate? Is it because you're working with people that aren't open and authentic? And honest is it the fact that you're in isolation with all of those issues put together is it because you have nobody to actually interact with now look the pandemic showed us new ways of behaving new ways of working but we're here today probably with the highest level of mental health that as a world society that we've ever had so what are we prepared to do about it well i say we get back to trust trust me trust you trust everyone We've got to get back to trust in order to release some of these things. And by the way, we've also got to remove toxic and narcissistic people from leadership positions that don't have the skills to engage their employees, okay, to actually take people on the right trajectories, on the right journeys True. to actually fulfill what is the company effectively mission, uh, vision, right? And growth, right? And growth. So one yeah. thing, a huge shout out to uh, Quentin Rowe at Noble Citrus. You know, he realized after so many years, he goes, if I'm going to take this company beyond me, I need to hire a new president and CEO. Yeah. And he goes, that was hard for me because he was always the president. No, I understand. He was the guy, right? But he goes, for me to get to the next level, yeah. right, 
from just say from you know 50 million to 100 million 100 million yeah. to 500 million he literally said i've told myself now that i know i can't do that right but he knew his capabilities and he knew the boundaries now guess what they're scaling they right. got a new president yeah. they're they're hitting leaps they never yeah. thought they probably would before and now he's sitting in a new position now at first that was hard for him right yeah I, but he admitted he you, knew, you're you're he touching knew. on the founder syndrome yeah right true and a true. lot of founders want the title i i did right and i was on tv with uh, with regards to the emotional wake of transformation right you may like the title okay but do you have the skills to execute exactly right. so it's like don't think of uh in life right everyone like we want so uh, you know so hard to get to the ceo or president position and then all yeah. of a sudden remember there's a time where that's going to switch and then you are going to go back to a different position because someone is going to have look better the, the other way the other side of this is do we have to really as boarded you know, i'm on the executive board of three uh, main technology companies do we have to create a trust policy around governance and regulation uh, you know and risk management and on our audit committees you know do we have to create a trust um, agenda uh, to force our people to trust one another is that where we've got to go to or can we as sensible adult human beings actually behave in the right way which you know embraces trust with one another and 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 see how society can f foster and can grow and can can, can develop because I think i'm a can. great believer with the right mindset growth with a growth mindset you can achieve great things what was it audrey hepburn said impossible means i'm possible i'm possible i love that right yeah but it's a growth mindset now if you're in a negative mindset with narcissism with toxicity within yep. business within the fact you don't speak to one another that you block each other off all you're going to create is a bigger negative uh scenario for you it's so true and my by the way the people that you touch yep where the growth mindset you're touching positivity as a society and from from that great things can actually grow so look i'm a great believer that as board director we don't have we shouldn't have to enforce this and actually have this as a set of metrics within our senior managers within our c-suite and, and we should be able to behave in the right way but i'm afraid to say the pandemic some great things came out of it but also some 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 bad behaviors bad behaviors i would say yeah, bad and behaviors i agree also came out of it i agree and as we start to wrap this up i got one more story and then i'm going to ask you to give our listeners some thought leadership as we move forward but sure. think about it i i go to trade shows a lot and i report on a lot of trade shows yeah. and i have guests that'll come on and talk to me about you know how their experience yeah. was and sometimes as being a you know the podcast you know we're not set up like some of these other media companies yeah. are because we're a podcast right we're, we're covering certain aspects of it and it was interesting because i had a gentleman reach out to me and say hey you missed this part of our show you know i heard in your podcast you know many times but you didn't see that i saw it as a opportunity for growth right yeah. and i and i said to the gentleman that really was this hey i didn't know that four to five other people didn't understand that this is something maybe we should really elevate for the next year and then they came back and said <laughs> yeah. you're right you just were in touch with the whole program because we get got you in last minute for a media right but i saw this as you know i reported on what i saw right and it was a great event right but there was a little things missing that attendees were asking for well now we realized we just didn't see it in the schedule right so right. we look at that as an opportunity for growth because yeah, yeah. i want to go back to the show and indulge myself, engage, learn, and lead, and then tell them the truth on that, right? Yeah.
So, you know, we, we, I love this about, you know, the last chapter, uh, you know, Jeff's thoughts, right? Which is we can't be superhuman. Burnout's happening so much because people are trying to be all things to all people, right? Yeah. There's so many ghosting going on, right? When all of a sudden you figure out you Sorry. can't be that anymore. Yeah. So as we look to close this session out today and, and everyone, we're heading out to go have lunch on the water, okay? Um, what would you give our Sorry, listeners? did you say shrimp? Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you hear that? Carl, you heard that, right, buddy? Shrimp, shrimp, okay. shrimp at the JW, right? But I definitely want, <laughs> so, you yeah. know, I look at you as a mentor Thank and you. it's it's just great to have you here. And as I look at the trust paradigm, purposeful yeah. discussions, what would you say to our listeners, you know, that are listening today? Okay, I think we, we've touched on quite a few subjects here today, but what I'd like to say is that when it comes to leadership and to all you leaders listening to this, remember one remember a couple of things. Number one, leadership is a privilege and an honor to support and lead people, number one. Number two, remember, I said earlier, there's no command and control here because you, you cannot utilize micromanagement in a leadership structure or position because that's a short, high risk, short term. You can never lead medium term, long term uh, with that. Number three, which is the most important, remember leadership should be with the many and not the few. So taking the, those considerations of one, two, and three, utilize business reinvention, design-led thinking, systematic uh, processes across operational development. These are the things that are going to lead your business to a heightened level of success because you've engaged people into human-centered design and psychological safety and you're all on the same trajectory, you're all on the same journey, and ultimately, it's the trust paradigm that will get you there. Uh, Jeff said it like a, a true subject matter expert, my friend. Thank you, uh, Thank you for coming in today. Thanks for joining us here in Tampa, Florida, It's amazing, man. I'm so happy to be here with you face-to-face -face and in the studio. This is an, uh, the energy, so, so far today, the energy has been phenomenal. It's going to so get, it's hey, great. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. We're looking at cameras. <laughs> we're not on camera, everyone. So, Jeff, I appreciate you coming, man. Pleasure, as always. All right, everyone. Well, that concludes our show today. Thank you for all the questions. Thank you for all the comments. Uh, Jeff will be on for a little bit after to start answering some of those comments and questions. Again, everyone, this is why we're here. We're here to bring you consumable education on the go. So, we'll see you in the fields and on the horizon. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.